Well, if you thought the rally in growth stocks were over yesterday, you were wrong. A lot of movement, a lot of price action in the growth. Value got hit a little bit, but at the end of the day, they were buying everything. Now we're back down again. What an indecisive market. We're going to talk some big earnings moves. We're going to top shop, Datadog, Roku. We're going to talk about the rally in Bitcoin. I mean, come on. What was the catalyst for that? I think we all know what that was. Jenkins coming on, 815. He has confirmed he is super bullish. We'll get we'll get his levels and what's on his mind. PPI at 830. Stay tuned. More fireworks to continue. Let's get Thursday's show started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, we got a little red on the screen here. 11.50, down 12 handles, 46.75. Uh, we have the dollar just down 12 cents at uh, 103.71. Bonds flat. Gold up just a couple bucks, three bucks at 18.48.80. Uh, crude won't give up that $80 uh, level yet, up 18 cents at 79.01. Silver up just a couple pennies at 21.60. And Bitcoin, big move in Bitcoin yesterday, up 420 at 24,680. So let's bring in uh, Triple D. And uh, Triple D, I mean, uh, rally yesterday, down a little bit today. We are still just in a trading range. Yeah, because it's rotation, and that's what keeps going on is that the market kind of just stays going sideways because they're going selling value, buying growth, or selling growth and buying value, and it just kind of makes us just kind of going like this. I mean, overall trend in 2023 has been to buy the growth on dips, sell the value on reps, probably the way it's been working. I think eventually that trade turns around. I don't know what the catalyst is going to be to do it. Is it getting long in the tooth for some of these names? Maybe, but I mean, there was a nice setup yesterday. We talked about the 50% retracements on multiple stocks and a lot of those growth names. And I mean, man, did they ever go. The tip off for me was upstart. When you see a company report terrible earnings, stocks down 20% and they turn around, they couldn't stop buying it. Well, that was a tip off of firm was a good buy. I did pick up some of firm um, for a trade yesterday. It worked out very, very well. Um, zero heat, bought it on the open. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about it on the show around nine, I bought it at nine 30 on the open and went straight up. So there was opportunities like crazy yesterday in those growth names. Does it feel like it's a little bit, you know, uh, you know, like I'm looking at it, I'm making some money on these, you know, basically dash for trash names, but you know, does it feel like, you know, they can continue forever kind of feels like it right now, but I think eventually there's going to be, you know, a boom and. This morning, we got some bad earnings, so we'll get into those, too. Yeah, let's bring it. We got a jam-packed show today. We got some mm -hmm. mega earnings. We have Chaken at 8.15, and then we got PPI at 8.30. So we are going to go, according to script today, no more than 12 uh, rants uh, during today's show. All right. Uh, 
There's Mitch lurking in the background. He's got those earnings reports for us. All right, let's get to the action. Of course, uh, do you guys want to just really quickly cover Bitcoin first? Yeah, cover we it all. Earnings? We'll cover it, and we're going to cover Shopify and Datadog with the Bitcoin. What do you, you know, you would say why? Because it's all related. You've all got right. companies that either, obviously, Bitcoin, crypto doesn't, you know, have any fundamentals whatsoever. But, I mean, all that stuff, the growthy stuff, the, the low earnings stuff, the high P stuff, and crypto all moves together. It's all been moving together all year. So we'll cover all that. Jumping into the Bitcoin, the whole reason Bitcoin's moving up is because that's what they were buying. They were buying the growthy zombie type, no earnings companies yesterday. So why not buy the no earnings crypto too? So that's why you had the crypto rally. You can clearly see, and people who think you know it's not related to the market are crazy, maybe three years ago. Now it is just a NASDAQ stock. Bitcoin is literally just a NASDAQ stock. It's a no growth, or it's a not, it's a, sorry, not no growth. It's a, no earnings, Nasdaq stock. And how about how about um, something that uh, that you said yesterday? And there's a particular stock that really took off yesterday. And so when I said that there was a particular catalyst, I was being a little. I mean, besides I, you know, besides the overall, I think it was. Uh, I think it was this Ken Griffin, Griffin buy on Silvergate. I, I think, think that, that was me yesterday. All those names. That called yeah, that out helped all those names. That yeah. was me that called out the relationship yesterday, looking for coin and MSTR to get the lift. Um, and they definitely got the lift right out the gates. I actually day traded uh coin on our live nice. trading stream. Um, so it, I nailed that one right out the gates. That one was a pretty good one. Um, and also MSTR definitely getting the lift. I mean, all this stuff moves together though. Again, you can bring up a chart of MSTR. You can bring up a chart, you know, that isn't related at all. Just go to like Peloton, P-T-O-N, or you can go <laughs> to like Beyond Meat, maybe is a better one, B-Y-N-D. I mean, a lot of these stocks have just all had pretty good Januarys. They pulled back. The crypto, Coinbase, pulled back. I mean, Coinbase and Peloton, look at the two charts. Pel Coinbase and Beyond Meat, look at the charts, the comparisons. They're the same from January. At the big run-up, the pullback, some of these got down to the 50%. Yeah, was that a 50%? Wow. Yesterday, they all blasted off again. These are good moves, though, because, uh, you know, you I mean, whether you're retracements or you're focusing on like the daily highs and stuff that we won't do this on each stock. But, uh, you know, you had the nice move up right off the uh, this one bottom a few days after the beginning of the year. Maybe I'm not going to figure the exact 50 percent uh, on the pullback because that's past history. But. Now going back up, you know, you're 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 retracing this move. So is this this like did we did we switch? You gotta assume it's a continuation in trend. Continuation in trend, you get back half of this move, you hang out for a couple days, and then you blast higher. So if you picked them up yesterday, look at some you know potential targets because I I think those would be good levels, not hard targets, but just soft targets because you, you had a big move, a counter move, and now the market's still saying, yeah, coin's good, man. You got to stay in the coin base. And the Peloton, ah, that has a way to go to get to 50%. That's a little bit easier to figure. That's probably like 15 quarter, 15 and a half. So important uh, important rebounds for those stocks yesterday. Um, again, all these stocks, though, had the nice pop-up. It was easy yesterday. It gets a lot tougher here today. So, I mean, as traders, you just got to identify when it's, you know, fairly easy to call. Those were easy calls yesterday. Because we had, you know, the ridiculous rally and upstart, 
and we had multiple other growth names just ripping yeah. in the free market and you just kind of had the feeling it was going to be a growthy type day and that's why you know i bought the affirm i talked about it on the show i bought it right off the hop the opening tick i went opg on it so give me the opening tick it actually opened down i believe or it opened let's see if it opened down actually yeah. open right flat so close the 1310 open at 1311 i got long i took zero heat well, i mean i guess i took six cents of heat but i never even saw it and the thing just ripped right off the bat it was following the upstart it went straight up 60 cents in about 60 seconds so, I mean, this is what, you know, you've got to do as a relationship trader, which I am, is identify what is moving today. And that's what you're trading on. Today is a completely different day. Uh-huh. You've got a lot of growth names that are getting the crap kicked out of them today. So, I mean, does that take the whole trade off? Well, I don't know because you got a lot of people who are short these other names that are probably like, oh, please come in. But, you know, let's get into the Shopify and let's get into the Datadog because some of these growth names here, and there's other ones here too. I mean, it's an ugly day for growth. There's a few good ones too. Roku is, you know, trading up significantly, although good. it's off yep. the highs. Twilio. But you've got a lot of names here this morning, growthy types, names like Toast, T-O-S-T, which just they couldn't stop buying yesterday, down 10% on their earnings. So a lot of growth earnings, we can kind of do them together here before Shaken comes in here, Mitch. Sure. Um, you know, I don't even know if I care about the individual numbers, but give us the individual Shopify numbers. You might as well do that one. All right, let's go to shop here and don't shop till you drop, right? Let's Shopify EPS seven cents beat the loss of one cent estimate. Sales at 1.73 billion beat the 1.65 billion estimate. They do see Q1 revenue growth in the high teen percentage and gross margins slightly higher than Q4. Really, I didn't see this as a bad report, but hey still getting hit on it it's just expectations you know we start to get to a point where you know when you're running up three four and again shopify ran up six dollars in two days into this report i mean all of a sudden you're kind of raising the bar a little bit and it's like oh well they didn't blow it away or anything like that these earnings weren't that great i mean like give a perspective this year stock started the year at 35 goes to 53 dollars i mean you're talking about stocks mm-hmm. up 75 percent this year so these are big moves. So maybe some people are just using this to, you know, to come in and take some profits. It's got to hold that 47.32, Joel. I mean, that's the low from four days ago. That's the level you want to see it hold. But again, we're in this type of market where they'll undercut it a little bit and then they bring it back up over it. So I don't know if this kills the growth rally, but these earnings this overnight didn't help it. So, I mean, it was a huge move and it was a nice move yesterday. And I think you're still in a market where you got to ring the register when you got it because we know these violent moves can turn around and go the other way as well. And again, I know we're going to have Mark Chicken on the show and Mark's going to be pretty bullish, but it's still a difficult market to call. And Mark's a trader, remember, too. And Mark can obviously change his opinion as well. I change my opinion a lot, too. You know, I've changed it probably a lot more than the normal person, but it's my job as a trader to change my opinion. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get maybe one more in here. Let's do uh, Roku. Uh, let's get to the Roku earnings here. Loss of EPS of $1.70 beat the loss of $1.72 estimate. Sales of $867.06 million beat the $809.74 million estimate. Roku says it's committed to its path to deliver positive adjusted EBITDA for uh, fiscal year 24. Need him stepping in here and maintaining buy on Roku and raising price target to 80. Yeah, the analyst chasing price here. We got to see what's going to happen with this growth rally. They all start to track a little bit with each other, but obviously this one's holding up better. It was a decent report. Um, it's off the highs. Impossible to call this here right now. I mean, you got two days ago, we were 55 bucks. Now we're 71. So you could say, oh yeah, we're breaking out. We want to chase it here. Do you want to risk 20 bucks? 
I mean, you really got to go down if you're bullish this thing. You really got to take it down to the 53. So you're going to risk $18 here by buying this? I can't risk that, so I can't touch this. Too high to chase, too hot to short. Nick Shane. You're on mute, Joel. He's got to figure out. He's got like a toggle Step switch. Step 10 uh, is your uh, pre-market high. That coincides with a um, a daily high at 77.15. So doubt we're getting back up there. Minor intraday support at 70, but uh, buy at 70 on your own risk. I just think you're going to have a hard time getting back up to that 77.10 area. So pick an intermediate level. I'd even do a reset. And I would say 7350, that spots a pair of highs from September. I would use that as resistance here. SP is just withering away here a little bit, uh, uh, down 15 and three quarters handles to give them back yesterday's gains pretty easily so far. We'll see what the PPI has to say about that. And again, you could look yesterday and say, oh, it was a nothing day, but it was such a big day for those growth names. This was nothing, this was nothing like a nothing day. There was so many huge names. There was stocks up 10, 15, 20% on no news yesterday. And that was simply because they were coming in and they were buying gross names, hand over fist, zombie companies, whatever didn't make money is what they were buying. They were taking it from other stocks in the morning. Eventually, they started, like you said, Joel, started coming in the afternoon and started just buying everything then. Yeah, we're and the dumpster diving yesterday. Oh, dumpster there's been diving. dumpster diving all year here, Mitch. I mean, I mean got, there's one thing the picking up the trash. Feet. There's a whole nother thing when we started seeing what, what I was seeing yesterday. And I hear you, Dennis. There was like, literally, you just think, what's the worst stock you can think? Look it up. I was Poly doing ups. that. That's you were what laughing I was looking about at that on the That's show. what I was getting in. I was like day trading the worst stocks I could think about. The p biggest pieces of crap is what I was buying yesterday. I even tweeted out. I'm like, I'm looking at this day trading portfolio, and I want to throw up on my screen because <laughs> all these companies are garbage. But you know what? That's what's moving right now. But again, yeah. you got to take the profits when you got them because does Shopify all of a sudden slow down or stop this thing in its tracks? I don't know, but it doesn't help. So you got to be a little bit cautious. They could turn around and just start buying Shopify. Maybe the party starts going again. But you are seeing you know, a few hits here at a few of these names. Shopify is one of the leaders of these growth names. But then you got Tesla this morning. Tesla is trading up here once again, holding up well. And then you get NVIDIA going the other way because it's getting a downgrade. downgrade but yeah. let's get Mark's thoughts here. This overall market, very, very difficult to call right now. But Mark's got a way to call it. Let's get him on here. Let's do it. Let's take a look into it's checking time, team. Smash the like. All right, let's get to it. Mark Chaikin in the house. Let's take a look. What is the power gauge telling us? Well, first of all, let's set the record straight. Dennis, this is the first time I flat out disagreed with you. I am not a trader. Yeah, I the saw calls, that. The calls I on this show are Let them know. investment calls. Occasionally, we'll have a, you know, a great entry point and you know, I'd say swing trader, definitely not day trader. So let's now that we're clear. I'm giving you a swing trader. I wasn't giving you day trader. Uh, I knew you yeah. weren't sitting there swing scalping. Thing, but no, but I think you're a good swing trader, though. Well, I, you make I some am, pretty good swing calls. For our subscribers, we're looking to do top down sector industry group, best of the mm -hmm. best. And those yeah. things persist for six to 12 months. So remain very bullish. This pullback, if there has been one, has been so mild. Uh, PPI coming out at 8.30 is obviously a potential game changer. But here are a couple of facts that support what I said two weeks ago. You've got 70% of the stocks 
in the New York Stock Exchange in bullish point and figure pattern, 65. It hit 70. You've got over 75% of the stocks above their 150-day average, more than 70% above their 200-day average. Guys, it's a bull market. Why are you fighting it? And, and the worst thing, you know, there's an old saying on the floor that uh, individuals go broke taking small profits and large losses. Professionals go broke just trading in a bull market. You can't do it. And no, no, I, I, you're, you're going to be out of the market and there'll be some big thrust move. Now, a day trader, sure, you got to take your profits when they give them to you. But let's look at some of the stocks that we now have a bullish power gauge rating on. And the ones Mark, just, before before we go to those yeah. with the ones with the bullish, what um, because I'm I'm in, you know, I know you came on a couple of weeks ago, you know, with that call. I, I'm still I'm still like in the neutral to, to bearish camp and not. Uh, not shorting, not going crazy on anything, but as far as a timing standpoint, like we have the setup here, we have the resistance, we have multiple highs, just under 4,200. Like, is there a timing on this? Like, are you, like, if we just, are you just looking for just long consolidation here and then blast through 4,200? Because there's a lot of, a lot of timing things. And for me, I think the longer that we hang up here and don't blast through the area, and those indicators that you just gave about all these things trading above their their a averages and everything, I think somebody could look at that as like as a as a you know contrarian would look at that and say, hey, you know, we we come pretty far off the low. Maybe you know, maybe it's time for a little bit more of a a deeper pullback. Do you have a timing on this, or is just you know you're just sticking with it? Week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, six months is maybe what your time frame is for this breakout. Well, I don't know when the breakout's going to come, but I can promise you that the longer you stay up here, the more bullish it is. If you don't get a correction sure. and a pullback with all these moves that Dennis has just detailed of 10, 15, 25%, that's telling you something. The, the sellers are spent and the buyers are in control. And that's yeah. what we're looking at right now. Okay. The, that this momentum thrust does not happen in bear markets. And it's been confirmed by three different things uh, that we were looking for on January 17th when we made this call. So I think you've got to buy pullbacks. You can't chase breakouts. That's not a good thing. But there's so much to like here. And, you know, the stocks, the names you just talked about have neutral ratings in our system, Shopify, Roku. But what does have a bullish rating is, for the first time in three years is Shake Shack and mm. Wynn Resorts and Boyd Gaming. And Boyd Gaming's had a bullish rating for the last four months. There's a big shift going on. And if you're focusing on wow. yesterday's losers, and they're, they're not going to lead I mean, the market. But these are some names that really have turned around beautifully. Mark, and they were stocks four, we were bearish on. All four of those companies have one thing in common, their experiences. Exactly. And this is what people are buying and doing now. It's like you the YOLO, the COVID change of mindset isn't about, you know, hanging out my house and buying fancy furniture. It's about going out and doing and, and doing experiences. And when Las Vegas Sands board gaming obviously tied into that industry, Shake Shack going out for, you know, more lunches or you know dinners or whatever i mean this is i agree with you this is what 
is driving this next it's been driving the bull market since october really mark yeah here's here's a name that's here's a name that's not talked about a lot sea worlds s-e-a-s there's experiences yeah where's that thing oh Oh, wow that's a great chart come on guys this is a bull market you don't see this kind of action in bear markets in bear markets you get defensive stocks going up to new highs or at least do outperforming you know you get the house Household staples, uh, you get utilities, you get some health care. This is the antithesis of that. And I think mm-hmm. the, the tell in this space was Comcast's report. Comcast's report, you know, still reflected cord cutting. But where was the growth in Comcast? It was theme parks. And that bodes well for stocks like SeaWorld. And so I think there's a little bit of a tell there, but I I just don't think it makes sense to be bearish here. Cautious, yes. Shorting, no. I agree with you, uh, Joel. But it's a bull market. And I guess it's climbing a wall of skepticism from the fundamental analysts. And It's that's, one of the most hated bull markets that we have uh, seen in years. Because there's say, so many people yeah. sitting on the sidelines, including myself. Like in my long-term portfolio, I'm half cash still. And it's because I still don't, my long-term portfolio doesn't have a six-month time horizon. It's got like a 10-year time horizon. I just look at, I don't pay 20 times earnings for declining earnings. And, you know, maybe I'm going to be wrong on that, but I'm not paying, you know, this. And again, the the, the luxury of being a long-term investor is that you can wait. I mean, you you can be wrong and maybe the market's going to go up without you, but I'm still getting paid 5.1% to wait. So the market goes up 10% this year. Well, I still pick up half of that without the rest. No, that, so, that's that's a rationalization for not not being on board with the trend, Dennis. I'm not going to buy that one. Every, that We see that in the press every day. Well, I'm happy to earn 5%. That's like climbing a wall of worry. You know, they say bull markets climb a wall of worry. That's climbing a wall of rationalization. Uh, and 5% is not good in an inflationary environment that's still at 6.4%. Come on. Um, Mark, and remember here, Mark, just to correct you on this, is that I have two clear hats on. I trade, and I'm actively long this market right now. Dennis, so this, is not, this is not about And you. a long-term this, investing account. This I'm just saying, yeah. from a long-term fundamental picture, so I, and I trade how you trade, and obviously you say you're, you know, you're, not, you're not a trader, you're an investor, but I trade on what I see. You know, I'm in these growthy garbage names right now long because it's working right now. I trade momentum. Buy invest with kind of what I see out there. What is happening? You know, where is the value? You know, where is there things? And I'm in some stocks, but I can't bring myself, Mark, to pay 27 times for Microsoft right now. I just can't bring myself not, to do I'm it. I'm not suggesting you do that. I think the mega cap stocks are not going to outperform. But what about Valero? But if, but again, Valero. Let's let's take this into perspective here. Let's go back to two years ago. It was forty dollars. It's a hundred and thirty-six. It's up two hundred percent in a year and a half. Why am I investing in it now? I should have been investing in it in twenty twenty-one when everybody hated it. You're invest- it's up two hundred percent, Mark. You're investing in it because the market's probably going to make new highs above forty-eight hundred on the S and P and unless you want to stay in 5% yields, uh, you got to be somewhere. And so you're going to look for the best of the best. This is not about you, Dennis. This is about the the people who pulled $31 billion 
out of equity ETFs and mutual funds over the last six weeks. Joel, if you're looking for a contrary play, bet against the guys who put, pulled $31 billion out of U.S. equities and put them into bond funds and a little bit of foreign Mark, we're, we're coming up against the, the clock here with uh, the PPI, but um, I think uh, Jagger912, uh, kind of my long-winded question to you, he, he put it in, what, five words here. What would change your, your opinion? Would it be uh, strictly power gauge based here for the long term? That that's well, uh, I think that's a great question. What would I change your opinion if we trade below thirty nine sixty five on the S and P? Okay, great. Uh, but okay. It, I point out in the S and P right now you have one hundred and eighty two bullish rated power gauge stocks and only fifty seven bearish. This okay. is not a bear market, guys. Okay. I, I don't think I said it was a bear market. I've no, been saying it's a Dennis, market, but again, it's not about you, Dennis. This is about helping uh, millions of investors get into the game, and they're sitting on the sidelines. There's a few uh, options traders day trading out there, but invest individual investors have been singed in the Zooms and the Beyond Meats and the Pelotons of the world. We, I feel it's my job to identify the trend and encourage people to get in. All right. Well, like always, you guys can keep up with everything that Chaking Analytics does. Check them out. Check out the power gauge. And who knows? You might find out something else about your stock by just checking it out. Appreciate you. Like always, Mark, we'll have you back on. Thanks, Mark. Excellent well. commentary. All right. All right. Uh, let's get to the PPI. Got three minutes right? before the PPI. Again, just to sum up, I agree with Mark. We're in a bull market right now. I'm on the same side as him, but I don't invest on six-month time frame. I just invest on fundamentals. So yes, I have way too much cash in my long-term portfolio. Yes, it sucks to only be making 5% when the market's going up 20% or whatever it went up in the last you know three, four months. I mean, I don't know if we're up that much, but we're up significantly here. So should I just buy it all now? I, I just can't bring myself to come and buy Valero here at $136. I absolutely missed it. The chat loves it when I lose money. I absolutely missed the oil. No, they completely. Don't. I admit when I'm wrong. I have been dead wrong on oil for two years. I did not see the oil rally coming as hard as it did. I did not see it coming. But now I'm going to come and say, throw in the towel and buy these stocks now? I'm going to buy ExxonMobil at an all-time high when it's up 200% in a year and a half? I don't know how I do that. So I'm just going to say I've continued to miss it. It's too far up for me. We get pullbacks here, like I said, on the Oxy. I Oxy think... pulls back to 5860. I kind of like it down there. I've just because I got the Buffett put. So there's, you know, I just can't bring myself to throw and go all in here right now and say, that's it. I'm wrong. I got to go all in because we're going back to all time highs. I don't see all time highs in this market. And maybe I'm wrong. And you know what? Everybody, you know, is sitting on the sidelines because of me, which I don't think they are. I think a lot of people, you know, are are very good traders in here making their own opinions. Um, I, I mean, that's all that a lot matters, of those people really. move to the sidelines. Like, I, hey, Dennis, I know how you can buy something like ExxonMobil with a tight stop. Yeah, but you get stopped out on everything. That's like the know. worst thing in this market is tight I stops. Know. You get stopped out on everything. Anybody telling you to just throw your tight stop in there? You got stopped out on that stupid day. Look at the candle on that stupid day where the, the NASDAQ had its problems and the New York Stock Exchange had the bad opening. It stopped on everything. It just, it, it's the type of market that stops you out on everything. So it's not that easy. It's not as easy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go here. Right, Dennis, 829. 829. Get out of we'll here. We'll come back with this discussion. 
All right, I wanted to kind of give a preview into the numbers here. Um, just wanted to bring some charts, but I'll just give the estimate right quick because it's going to hit really quickly here. P PPI month over month, January estimate is 0.4 prior negative 0.4. Year over year number is 5.4 estimate prior 6.2. When we look at the core PPI, we also will see that that's expected to be at 0.3 prior was 0.1. So that's actually expected to increase there. Um, and then the year over year number estimate is 4.9, but prior 5.5. We'll see what happens here. Wanted to kind of point to some outlook here as we get towards that number, uh, but it's about to hit right now. So Boy, this just... one minute looks horrible. <laughs> that's why I'm glad I don't. 10 seconds, to... team. Yep, a little bit of a pop. Pre I'm just going to bring low. mine down here. I'll bring the charts. 38 is the pre-market low. The pre-market low is 41.38. First reaction is down. We'll see what the, the counter reaction is. 41.25 and a quarter. So far, we're getting a nice bounce off that. we got a ways to go to get to yesterday's low. Joel, you muted yourself. I don't know how, but. All right, PPI, month over month, 0 0.7, 0.4. You got to fix your mic, Joel. It switched off. Man, um, the hell is that doing that? All right, so here you guys have month over month. I'm just going to put it on the screen, 0 0.7 versus 0 0.4, just month over month coming in a little bit hot there, and we are seeing a little bit of a downturn in the futures. What do you see, Joel? All right. First move was down to 41.25 and a quarter. That's nowhere near yesterday's low. That's going to be my bogey on the downside. That's uh, 41.13. It's another hand, uh, 20 handles lower. Nothing at 41. We'll see. I mean, if the bulls are making their stand, I think it should be right here. Get, get a little bit of a pop. The numbers, we're hot. I mean, we're not getting good inflation data. I mean, we're not seeing a lot of good news in this market. A few, you know. Want to be a contrarian like myself and say neutral to bearish? I'm sticking with it. I, I just don't like what I'm seeing in the numbers. I don't like what I'm seeing in the earnings. So uh, go ahead. You can uh, you can uh, wrap up. Got the review here. Yep. Uh, so I gave month over month. That's 0 0.7.4, right? Let's go to the year over year number. Year over year is January 6% versus 5.4% estimate prior 6.5. So it didn't go down as fast as expected there for the year over year number. Then when we get into core month over month, 0 0.5 versus 0 0.3, prior it was 0 0.3. So it actually went up there not what you wanted to see there in core ppi us core ppi year over year january 5.4 versus a 4.9 estimate was 5.5 so that one at least came down below the estimate but also higher from the prior reading street i mean you know whatever short-term traders i mean the people you know trading in the pre-market i mean there was no uptick here i mean there was you know usually you see a a little bit of a blast but uh there'd been a constant selling here this morning but as we as we've seen you know we have the dips and these dips have been uh bought today the only thing a little bit different i think today's about today's price action is that there was a lot of people bought yesterday and hopefully, you know, the short term traders or people that, you know, played that rally yesterday, you know, took some profits and are not looking like something that like this uh, para, you know, a lot of people got caught, you know, the Warren run up 
and then it's back down today. So still still in a trading range here. I'm individual stocks. I'm not seeing a lot of flickering on the stocks. We can talk to uh Dennis when he comes back to see what the price action is in the in the equities. The, I mean, uh, it's a tough market to just go. All the data's been crap. The earnings haven't been good either. But, I mean, they, this is climbing the wall of worry. And to Mark's point, we're still in a bull market. Mark is absolutely correct. You know, that's why it's What's hard. a bull market? Well, exactly. How long is a bull market? They don't last for 10 years. They don't last for five years. They, they chop and they go around. And that's why you can trade from the bullish side despite an overall bearish outlook. I just don't see how... A year from now, we're just at all-time highs. But I might be very wrong. And maybe I should just be chasing Valero and chasing all these oil stocks because stocks go up 200%. We know sometimes go up 300%. They do continue. I mean, there's a lot of momentum people, and Mark is one of them, who make a lot of money in this market. So maybe we should just start chasing everything. It's not my style, though. I don't chase. I don't know. I've learned the hard way. I don't chase. I, I think say... when you're buying a Valero that's up 200% in a year, I think it's the recipe like you're doing it backwards almost, in my opinion. you got to buy when everybody hates it. That's the contrarian investor in me. The momentum trader says, hell yeah, let's get long that. It's okay to be long something, and it's okay to trade it long something. Trade the momentum, but I don't invest with momentum because you get chopped up when you invest with momentum. Just my opinion, and I may be very wrong. So, and Mark might be end up being very right here, but I just can't bring myself to chase these stocks at this point in time. I think it's just a tale of two different strategies, right? It's just more are you chasing you these wanted. stocks? So Mitch? the key there is just it's just day trading action, right? You can rent them, you can rent them up. There's nothing wrong with renting them. Let, let's up. stop talking trading for a second. Let's both put our long term investor hat. Okay. On. Joel Scott had his long term investor hat on. He said he's in the high of the year is in. Mark has his long term investor hat on and basically saying that this bull market is just getting started and we need to chase it here. He may be right. I don't know who's right. I've been saying on this show, this market is almost impossible to call that far out. I don't yeah. think anybody has a crystal ball in this market. So I don't know if anyone knows where we're going to be six months from now. But I can tell you, the bulls are full in control right now and you can trade that and it's tradable. And that's why I've been trading this trashy crap. You know, I bought a firm yesterday. I think a firm could be a zero. I honestly think a firm could be a zero two years from now or you know bankrupt maybe bankrupt companies don't go to zero but i think it could go to pennies but i bought it yesterday because i'm a trader and i saw the relationship where everything growth and zombie like was going up there was good money to be made yesterday so you know make fun of me all you want but it was a hell of i made a pretty you, damn good call can i ask yesterday. you a question uh, and I, I think I know the answer. I mean, did you buy that in your day trading portfolio? A hundred percent of the day trading account. Okay, it's not going so you long term investment. <laughs> okay, okay, because I think and so you sold it too, then, right? Uh you... swing. Yeah, I sold the firm, but I kept some of them on. Okay. So I kind of have I have some of these other you know growthy names still on a little bit there, but the firm just went up. It went up ten percent yesterday on nothing, Joel. So I mean, it was felt a little bit like okay, you get ten percent move. A not even an earnings report, you ring the register. So you've got to take advantage of some of those opportunities. Again, I talked about it on the show. I said, you know, I kind of felt almost obligated by it because I was like pitching it on the show kind of at <laughs> nine o'clock. I'm like, well, I'm going to go for it because, you know, I pitched it on the show, basically set up a trade and it worked out well. And the lift worked out well too. It's you know, a lift euphoria went market. Right All now. those names worked out well. But does that mean I want to go and invest? And Mark isn't investing in these. Again, Mark doesn't like any of those stocks either, which I think Mark is correct on that too. Mark's investing in good companies. Valero is a fantastic company. 
I would love a pullback, though, to get into Valero as opposed to, you know, jumping and buying it. And maybe we did get the pullback. Maybe this is the pullback to buy. You know, we are off the highs. It was 160 down to 136. So maybe he's right there. But it's still, when you give it perspective, it's still up a hell of a lot in a year. And also, I just want people, I, I know that, you know, we, we, and we've discussed this before of having, you know, different shows with different time frames. You know, when Dennis is talking about, you know, these stocks, it's it's just from what he sees in the after hours, you know, price action. It's staying in there, staying at the screen until eight o'clock and then getting up, you know, early and, you know, observing the price action of what goes on in the morning. Is there follow through from the, the night before? Is, you know, is there been a reversal? Is there been fundamental news that have come out and say things? So, so when he uh, when he hits like that at ten o'clock, when his day trading account is flat, he's flat. He'll he'll let the the, the crazy inter, intraday movements you know go on go on. He'll come back at three fifteen or three thirty, start to reevaluate the market again. But everything that he had, that he saw and he traded that day, okay, well maybe I'll take some profits on this one or I'll do something. He'll start to reevaluate his 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 position in the market. So I mean I've been around you a long time and I know the way you've developed your strategies, but I I think that it's it, important 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 to to uh to you know to keep your time frames important we're we're still we're still wilton i mean we're still down 35 and a quarter handles here uh heading towards yesterday's low uh if you guys you know i've i've stated my opinion like you know on these charts and everything and thanks for telling me to make it the 15 minute chart but if you guys i want to hear from you guys i want to hear like your opinions and like your setups and what you're looking at in the spy here because uh, to me, it, it's just there's resistance here that we've hit and we're having a hard time getting through. So that's uh, uh, levels for ahead. me just on the spy, just to make it really easy. It's just 408 downside action back above 415. I think you made that attempt to go up there. So watch out at the open if we do break down through 408. I'm still looking for the 400 pullback. I think that that's definitely into play. Um, that's that's not too far down. Right. That's only about eight points. Uh, 10 points down from here on the spy. I think you could always pull back to those levels. And that's when it's going to be very important to hold in, in above the channel. I still think that we're going to get a pullback. Hedge funds, a lot of the times, don't like to chase, right? I don't think they're chasing up here. I think they're waiting on any type of pullback for the market to jump back in. I don't know. I don't know. Pretty confused by that, but let's get let's get to uh, let's get uh, to some more earnings here. We never we did never did the whole data dog report. Uh, we're traded down eight forty eight. Uh, we kind of skipped over it. Do we you know? Do we want to do that report? Do we want to look at a fifty percent retracement on this? Continuing to make uh, new lows in the pre market session. I mean, if you want to take uh, Mark's, you know, Mark's position. I don't know where this is uh, in the in the shaking gauge, but uh, this one has not had a fifty percent retracement. We've went for sixty one to ninety. Let's call it a fifteen point, maybe the seventy five area. If you're looking, I mean, are we going to see that today? Uh, down eight twenty two. So so a little bit longer term, I'd be looking at 75, 75 and a quarter uh, for the dog. Um, I don't know. I think we already did that report, but uh, let's get to, let's get the para because this is an interesting one. They did buy the dip in this one so far. Uh, you had the Warren buy yesterday. Uh, you had. Did we just lose Joe? 
Yeah, Man, he's got Joel. computer problems going on here. He's got yeah. to figure that out here this morning. Para is very interesting. It's a good stock to go to because obviously we did get the Warren buy yesterday. You can tell how excited you know people get in this market because he added to it. We talked about this, and I mean, as a trader, these are excellent opportunities because we know Warren moves stocks. Um, people were asking me, you know, which hedge fund managers do you watch? Warren Buffett. That's the only one that's moving stocks right now. You know, Aquin's in his own thing right now. He's not doing as much. Icon hasn't been moving stocks for years. Um, obviously, Cohen is huge, but he doesn't do much. So, um, you know, when, you do, when we do hear even a rumor, it was just a rumor on the Nordstrom. We never even got confirmation on that. Uh, but when Warren adds to something or sells something, it moves. Paramount absolutely just rip Warren Rally because Warren Buffett added to it and Taiwan Semiconductor, because he sold most of it, got murdered yesterday. So now you get the opposite direction. It's crazy. You know, you're going to move here and then boom, do the Warren Buffett buyers from yesterday come back here again on a Paramount? I think it matters what the overall market does, but they could. What are your thoughts here, Mitch? I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that Para doesn't have a good business. I know it's starting to look maybe profitable for Warren, but overall, what does Para have that's really competitive advantage? I think a lot of what you saw in their recent lift was all based a lot on the World Cup and how a lot of people probably signed up for Paramount for the World Cup. That's but a good point. I don't think they'll be around for too much longer after this. Um, and I think that that's the, the real issue here with Paramount is what type of true content can they make exclusive that you want to go to Para? When you think of Netflix, there's plenty of titles. Even Apple has plenty of titles that you could go to. Disney has plenty of titles, right? You watch it, Dennis. Do you think of Paramount? What do you think? Can anybody tell me a major title? It's Netflix. You're absolutely right. There's Netflix. Disney has good content, but we don't have enough content. I mean, we broke this down on the show for the last couple of years. It's the reason that Netflix has this relentless bid under it, too. I wish I would have held on to my Netflix. Obviously, I had a pretty good buy down there in the low 170s and 180s when everybody hated it. Um, and, you know, again, the Disney 85 buy when everybody hated it. But, I mean, these two stocks have come a little ways now. So, I don't know. Like, now you're like 31 times on Netflix or 32 times. It's all of a sudden not cheap. But again, they're firing on all cylinders. On pullbacks here, yeah, these are the kind of companies you want to own. Buy good companies at reasonable valuations. Taking the trader hat off here for a second. And I know, and I apologize, it is confusing sometimes because sometimes we're talking with trading and sometimes we're talking with long-term investing. And people get confused and they think, oh, he's 50% cash. That means he's bearish. I mean, no, it just means I just don't feel like there's good value here right now. So that's why. You know, and I've been saying for the last month, I'm bullish. I'm trading on the bullish side. You know, you just have to, you can't fight the tape. You know, but I'm ready to go bearish, back to the bearish camp at any time. I just can't, you know, be trading my long-term portfolio. Every time I get bullish for a month, I can't all of a sudden, you know, just sell all my stocks on my long-term portfolio or, or buy all the stocks and then sell them all again. You know, you don't want to overtrade your long-term stuff, which I do. And again, it makes it difficult. So, you know, it's confusing it is for you. Sometimes it's confusing for myself as a trader as well. And for other traders too, to be trading and investing, it's a hard thing to wear two caps, Mitch. Yeah, I see the chat. They're talking about Yellowstone as one of the leading shows. So yeah, maybe that can give them the lift. Some people are talking about Champions League, but that's not the only way that you can watch Champions League, right? One or two, one or two shows though. You think about how yeah, many like shows that's Netflix. what I'm saying. Like yeah, just count count the 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 amount of shows that Netflix has, right? 
just let's just be honest, team. It's probably going to be not a zero. I don't think that par is horrible, but do I think it's a hundred dollar stock? We're back where we was at ninety. Oh no, no, never. I don't think it ever gets back to. I don't think it ever gets back there either. I think that the company still has a lot of issues here. I think the PE, the low PE, has attracted people into this, and it was beat up. So it ha- it was a good candidate for a January effect rally. We've had that January effect. It Warren likes it too. And I mean, the fifty percent retracement from three days ago, you know, was almost there. So maybe you got to look at those opportunities as well. It's all about setups. Yesterday was a good setup on a lot of those growth names because we had the 50% lining up with, you know, some, you know, stocks getting bought on really, you know, bad earnings. And we also had, you know, CPI getting shrugged off. And again, today to a certain extent, yeah, they're hitting it early on the PPI. Do they shrug it off here again? I don't know. But the bond market is telling me a different story here. I mean, we've got yields going higher. We've got, you know, other things happening here. So I just can't get even, you know, I've been bullish for a while here on the stock short term. I'm kind of almost getting off of the bull train here, even in the short term, because I feel like the bond market is telling me something different. I mean, bring up the TLT. It's starting to leak here again. You know, Spinner, a great trader in our chat there, um, he talks about this all the time, and I talk about it as well. TLT will often lead this market here. You're starting to see bond show weakness here too. So, I mean, at a certain point in time, do they start actually getting concerned that inflation starts ticking higher? Because somebody said in the, in the chat earlier, earlier, disinflation is transitory and i think it is too because what i'm seeing in the real world here right now is not disinflation here i'm starting to see inflation creep back in which makes me want to get bearish even in the short term so i've been bearish in the long term and bullish in the short term i almost want to go bearish back in both so i think i'm in those sell rallies camps here even in your trading account here at this point in time because i just think it's going to get tougher here and i i respect mark i respect him so much as you know an investor here He's done, you know, he's done fabulous things for so many years. So when he comes on, I have to take note of his opinion. Like somebody else comes on and I'm not going to get as frustrated with their opinion because, you know, I don't value it as much. I love, I to, dis- Mark. I love to disagree with him. I mean, I, 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 I value I Mark's opinion so much and you can switch your mic to the other mic, Joel. I value <laughs> Mark's opinion so much that when it's different than mine, it is frustrating because I, I'm scared that he's right. So then I'm like, am I wrong? And I have to question myself that. And again, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows anything. We all just taking guesses as I, to where I, we're going. I think the important thing is just keeping it like we've been talking about. You have to have a short-term view and you can have a long-term view. Those can be separate. They don't have to agree. And I think if you keep it that way, you can still trade this market to the upside. And then eventually when you get I, that I, I that, totally get, get an opportunity. I, 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 I think there I think there's certain times when when you can have that kind of attitude, but I think that there are, are turns in the market, and I'm not like mm-hmm, I, sure. I'm not trying to call like a like a, a drop to three thousand. I mean, we had Mark talking about three thousand on this show. Yeah. Okay. And now he's talking at you know, and now he's talking five thousand. Okay. Well, we're at four thousand. We're in the middle. I what I'm trying to do with my opinion. And with it is forming my opinion based on what I'm seeing in the technicals. And then when I'm seeing in the technicals, I take and I look at the fundamentals. The fundamentals right now are not saying that this is a roaring bull market. You still have rising interest rates. You did not have a good earnings season. You did not have good guidance. So that is 
you know, that's where I'm up. Put uh, put my charts back up, Mitch, and uh, uh, the TLT. Just share your screen for me. Share your screen oh, for oh, me. Man. I can't put it and up. That was Joel. a Comcast. I just want you to know that was a Comcast uh, issue because I lost my TV and I lost everything on that. But uh, sure, Comcast. Yeah, Dennis Sorry, made a great it. a great point about the bonds in the TLT. Look what the, look what the bonds did in October here, right? There was the turn, right? And then the TLT. Then you had to rally up here uh, to the 110 area. The 30-year chart looks just the same. And it just it hit a brick wall there. So the bond, you know, I don't know who was on the other day that said, you know, the bond money, you know, bond market smarter than uh, you know, the bond. Tra- it was you. And they, they're pre- you know, predicting a turn. All right. And uh, we just took out... Uh, uh, Thursday's or uh, yesterday's low, forty-one thirteen. So, how um, much can they keep ignoring? How much can the market? I don't ignore know. Is the question like it's it disconnection? To ignore yeah. inflation ticking back higher. It continues to ignore corporate earnings starting to decline. I mean, I think we're setting up for stagflation. I honestly do. I think we're setting up for stagflation in the second half, where we're going to get economic profits slowing substantially. But the damn prices are going to keep going up because of this YOLO mentality. So, I mean, that is the worst case scenario. We don't want to hear that. You want to talk about a hard landing. You start getting stagflation. You don't even have to worry about a hard landing. That's called a crash landing. So to come in here and pay 20 times last year's earnings, which are on the come down, I just can't bring myself to do it at this time. Despite, you know, the, the technicals do look pretty good. But technicals are one thing. One tool in your toolbox. There's all kinds of other things to talk about as well. I trade on relationships. Yesterday, growth names were going higher. I was buying growth names. Today, growth names seem to be coming off a little bit. So, you know, maybe it's, you know, a ring the register, you know, get out of some of these names. But I just feel like I don't want to be all in in this market. All right, let's do a little bit of ticker time. We haven't done ticker time in a while, and maybe we can bring some different tickers in here. So definitely drop some tickers there. We can take one more stock that I wanted to maybe cover here. I know this one's a uh, – oh, we didn't do Cisco. Let's do Cisco right quick. Cisco kid, okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's definitely cover Cisco real quickly, and then you guys drop some stocks in the chat. We'll go to those right after this. Q2 EPS, 88 cents, beat the 85 cent estimate. Sales at 13.6 billion, beat the 13.43 billion estimate. They do see Q3 adjusted EPS to a high end of 98 cents versus an 89 cent estimate. Revenue growth of 11 to 13 percent, and doesn't look too bad there. Also on the Fiscal year 23 EPS overall, uh, 378 on the high end, 355 in the estimate. Dennis, is that a bad print up there? No, I'll trade it up there. This is what they do. Man. You gotta be kidding me. 52 for a while. I know no. Cisco. I know. On the oh. number. The algos are so stupid, man. You want to talk about stupid money? There are so <laughs> many people who have no idea how to run algorithms that are running algorithms. There is the smart ones. Ken Griffin, genius, Citadel. You think he's buying Cisco up five bucks with his news algorithm? Oh, man. No, he's not. No, he's not. But there are so many dumb people running algorithmic programs because they've brought the technology to everybody. Automate your strategy. Automate your strategy. You're automating dumb money. That's why the algorithms <laughs> are all over the place. Half the people running algorithms out there don't know anything about the markets. They're just running strategies and they're getting chopped up. 
The I mean, disefficient. So again, that is crazy to pay up five bucks for Cisco anytime. It doesn't move. What, what has been, what's a monthly range? I just want to help that, people great out point. on this. How, yeah. Make this point. This is a yeah. good point. I, I know mean, where you're going if, with this. If you make look, this it, you know, when you're looking at these kind of things, I don't know if you're trading from the, the monthly range so far in Cisco, okay, has only been four or five dollars. Actually, it's been until today, it's been three dollars. Just over $3. You go to the previous month, $4. The previous month, $4. The previous month, $6. I mean, these are his, uh, historical moves when in seconds. I bet you I could uh, break that chart down and get it down to a one minute. These are just, these are irrational moves. So if, if anything, if you're trying to gauge these things in the after hours, Look at you can look at the expected move, which we pound into your guys' head. You can look at the nine-day average range, pound that into your head too. You can look at all these different things, but just have expectations. Like this is Cisco, like Cisco going up five bucks on the report. I don't, right now I'll just do a reset. And where are we at? We're trading at forty-nine ninety. I'll say you know with the market pulling off, fifty oh six is a daily high. Uh, looks like you're going to take that out pretty easy. I would just, if this wants to rally, you want to get out of the stock. I would just, I would just throw, you know, throw the size out. This is not. You already had to have it out there. You yeah, you got to have it out, out there. there. Have your orders out there on the prints. I mean, if you're long yeah, these stocks you're never and get stupidity to. is going to happen, you can take advantage of that by just throwing it out there. I mean, you throw out an order out there after hours of 52 or 53 on Cisco. You're done. Night, you're done. You're out of that. You're looking at 49. I mean, it's not a bad call. Now, again, on certain stocks, so you want to be outside. So if you want to do that strategy and talk about that strategy, one, you want to know where, you know, the potential, you know, open interest is. So, you know, where are we going to go? Go to CC strategy, which is just fabulous, by the way, um, and, and start figuring out, you know, what is the expected move and then be outside the expected move with those orders. And then second, obviously, I don't know if you want to be initiating orders because sometimes you get picked no, up and it can different. really blow through that's you, different. but it take you out of a stock. So, but when you see a move, and Cisco's move probably expected was probably a buck. I didn't look it up, but I can just guess it was probably a buck, maybe a buck and a half. And as a $5 move, there's a high likelihood that that isn't going to be sustained a lot of times. Now, not all the time. Sometimes you just have these crazy moves. But you look at the numbers and you're like, is this really, really going to trade up five bucks on this? Sometimes they're just gifts, man. And take all right. and run. All right, I would have sold this out. Of, I've had this in my long-term portfolio for a long time, seeing the ups and the downs. I think like right around the $40 area. If I would have been at my screen, if I would have been logged in to my long-term portfolio, I would have I would have been done with this stock. 52, maybe even 51, 52. I'd be like, done, I'm out. I've had this pig for a long time. It goes up and down. I would have, you know, I, I, I don't do that. I don't trade out of my long-term portfolio in the after hours. But holy smokes, man, what a move there. Mitch, do you want to uh, take Back another stock? Back to the stock? market. I think this is important, definitely bringing in, catching this as it's hitting the tape. It's the Fed. Fed talk out there is hitting us right now. Cleveland Fed President Loretta Meister saying that a compelling case for 50 basis point hike at the last FOMC meeting uh, says that the Fed has more work to do. Also stating that the Fed will need to go above 5% and stay there for a while, transition back to price stability while bring some pain. Well, there you guys see it. Definitely hitting the market. That, that could keep us going down. She's just started at 8.45 speaking. So They've been be saying that, though. It's all the point. same yeah, stuff. We're hearing the same stuff. It's just the question. The 50 of when basis does... points, though, that, that might be a little different. 
No one's talked about 50 basis points for the next. That would be scary. But the question really is, when does the market actually start listening? That's the question of all this. The market has stopped listening on January the 1st, the January effect. 100%. 100%. We turned on the calendar. January the 1st was when we turned. The market decided to stop listening to all of this stuff on January 1st that we're oversold and it's now about FOMO again. And again, I get FOMO too. I mean, you know, I'm buying some of this crap too because, you know, I want to be in on the party as well. But I mean, you look at here and you look at this market going up like it has, it's been a pretty damn good move. I mean, I'm not going to argue if you want to book some profits here. And it's hard to be bullish here, you know, at 415 when we were just at 380 at the beginning of the year. We've had a pretty good move already. You think about a good move here in the markets, 10%. We just had that move. We've had that. Good, and I know markets go up 10%, go up 20%, you know, and, and yeah. But I don't know if we're in Kansas in that market. We're in a contrarian market. 2022 was the year of the contrarian. Or is 2023 back to the year of the momentum trader? Or is this just a continuation? This is a contrarian move within the overall downtrend and the contrarian moves are still happening here. That's the question. I kind of think it's the latter. I think it's a contrarian up move and an overall downtrend. So that makes me stay in the bearish camp. Yep. And I mean, you can short action. Yes, they just follow the trend, but long-term don't fight the Fed still seems to be something that a lot of people are thinking about. And people Let's say go don't to fight the stocks. trend. Let's take off the trading hat. No trading hat. I'm not fighting the trend. I, I was up in January. People think, oh my goodness, he sucks, you know? I was up fighting 4% in January in my account. Not a bad month, not a great month, but not a bad month. So, and then the long-term account was way up in January because even though it's 50% cash, it still is 50% stocks. So, you know, take off the trading cap for a minute there. You tell me not to fight the trend. I'm not fighting the trend as a trader. I'm talking as an investor here right now. As an investor, I go full Cameron Dawson, and just start analyzing what am I buying? What am I investing in? Because my time horizon isn't six days or six weeks. It's six years or maybe it's 20 years. I want to buy good companies at reasonable valuations. Some of those are there. There is some you know, good companies at reasonable valuations. But there's a lot that isn't at reasonable valuations right now. And that's why I want to have a little bit more cash. So we're not fighting the trend in our long-term investment account. You're making good comp- buying good companies at reasonable valuations. It's a completely different story. But I think there's a real risk that this short-term trend breaks even as a trader here right now. So I think you got to be selling on, on the pops here. All right, let's go to some of these stocks that were mentioned in the chat. This one's an interesting one. What about City? Mm. You can mute it, Joel. There Look at the go. move we've had. I mean, it's been a good move. These are big moves. I mean, Citigroup has come back from $40 in October up to 51. It's had a pretty good move. Do banks benefit from higher rates? Yeah, but they don't benefit from recession. So it's a balancing act there. Does City look pretty good from you know a momentum perspective? Yeah. As a trader, would I still want to be long this thing? Yeah. Am I investing in City at this point in time? I don't know. It was probably better in December when we actually were talking about the banks pulling back and those were better opportunities. Now it's like, I don't know. I, I need a bigger pullback here to come in and get my investor hat on this thing now. All right, All right. It's nine o'clock. I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, we're down 45 and a quarter handles, 41, uh, 13 and a quarter, right at yesterday's low. So you're, you know, if you're in the buy the dip mentality, you're getting a reset right back to the lower end of yesterday's range, right? The exact low. Uh, so we take that up. We do what we did again yesterday. We climb the wall of the worry. 
We go back 50% on the day. We go back to unchanged. We take that out. We go 4,200 bid, and then we hit 5,000. Um, on the downside here, 4,106.75 is your pre-market low. Starts to get a little sticky under there. Tuesday's low is right there, 4,103.75. Then things open up on the downside a little bit. So uh, fun show today, fun banner. I'm going to go uh, cover some tickers here on uh, pre-market prep plus. And uh, Mitch, I'll, uh, I'll check in with you later on. Everyone, have a good day. All right. There you go, Joel. We'll see what happens in the market today. And will we break out of the range? That's what I'm just going to be looking for. And we've been in that hourly range, what we go above or below. It was looking good. I'm not going to lie, yesterday for the break to the upside. So this little flush down today, I'm sure is going to have some of the bulls just kind of paying attention towards the open. We'll look to see if we get some buy the dippers coming into the market, right? Uh, Dennis, uh, what will you be looking for if you do see downside action through certain levels? What it's like kind of really a wash down from these levels for you? I'm just fading everything. I'm still in this camp and it's been paying the bills is that we're in shop. We have a mm -hmm. huge battle between the bulls and the bears. I mean, you know, I'm fighting with Mark on the show and I don't think I was rude. People saying I was rude to him. I don't think I was rude to Mark. Um, I, I, I respect Mark very much. And Mark, if I was rude to you, I apologize. I don't think I was rude to you though. Um, but, I, but if I came off rude, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just on the other side. Yeah. So, and it's okay. It's okay I, I mean, to be on the other side. This is why we have side. a market. But sometimes, yeah, you know, I agree with Mark. Sometimes we're going to disagree. I mean, this is the heated battle that we're in, though. This is like a good example of what we are in in this market is that there is big time battles. People have strong opinions about where we're going mm -hmm. and nobody knows. So you're fighting here and we are still in the heat of the battle uh, between, you know, um, the bulls and the bears here. And we're right in the middle of the range from really the last couple of weeks here at 409. So I think, you know, as you get down to 404, 405, you probably find buyers again. Maybe they're coming even sooner. The lows from the last three days, 408. So nice tip, Sheriff. Thank you so much. Um, that was a nice tip. A hundred bucks. Um, what? Hey, what? Sheriff. What? We got a bell. We had to ring a tip bell here. That was I, a good I one mean, there. yeah. So, I have sorry, I lost my train of thought, but that just jumped out at me. Nice tip. You see when um, the, someone throws you those bills, what happens? Yeah, we got to <laughs> give, give, give them props there. Yes. Um, but again, I, I, just, I think we're going to chop around. I think we're just got more chop ahead of us. So I don't want to chase anything, yeah. you know, not chasing yesterday, not chasing, looking for pullbacks. Like the growth aims had pulled back. They gave us an opportunity. Now they went. So, you know, you can see that was a, a pullback and an overall uptrend in January. And that's why we were buying some of the growth names yesterday. But today's day is completely different. You know, you've got data dog shop. You've got some serious toast. If you want to look at that one, you got some serious declines in some of these growth names. Today. That's going to spook some people on this trade. So is it time to ring the register in some of those stocks? Maybe. Let's see what happens after the open. Let's see if some of these stocks mm. come in and find buyers. Uh, I think eventually, though, the bears win. And that's why I'm still cautiously, you know, and playing, you know, buying dips. But cautious here. Because I do think eventually the bears win. We will see what happens towards the open. Like always, you guys can keep up with all the action right here. You don't got to go anywhere. Have a good day, Dennis. Go get to your trading action. You guys can keep up with Triple D Trader. Give them a follow like always, team. Go ahead and do what you do best, my friend. Get to your trading action. Okay. See thanks. you later, Dennis. All right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. We'll bring you guys over to live trading action where we've been killing it. And I don't know if you guys have checked out, but we do have a new show, Start Swing Trading, right? 
want you guys to check that out. We're bringing on different traders, taking some swings, even live for you guys on that show. So if you guys haven't checked out swing trading or start swing trading, I want you guys to check that out 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. And definitely check out the book club if you haven't done so already. Going to continue pushing our book club higher. We're getting members every single day, so just got to keep pushing forward. And if you guys want to keep building on your skills, maybe it's psychological skills like we're talking right now about the market. Well, join the book club. That's exactly what we discussed there. Had the best show, at least from the feedback that we got last week. So going to continue to make things better. I'll see you guys over on live trading. That's about to start up now. Don't go anywhere, team. There's still a lot of action in this market today. And we'll see what we can find in the market. We got Ryan Faluna, myself. And who knows, maybe I get the crow back in there. We'll see what happens. Smash the like button. Don't go anywhere, team. A lot of action right here on Benzinga.